Welcome back to another episode of the Passion Business Podcast, the podcast for free spirits with a daring idea who want to turn their passion into a business. I'm Anke Herman and I'm your host. My guest today is Diane Schwereb, who just recently launched her wonderful podcast called Permission to Be You. And you're in for a real treat today. Enjoy. As always, if you like the episode, don't forget to subscribe, review and share. Hello, Diane. I'm excited to have you here. How are you? Hello, Anke. Thank you for having me and for inviting me on this podcast. I'm, I'm excited too. Um, I'm good. I'm just a bit nervous actually about this, this conversation, but I'm, I'm open for whatever unfolds. So That's fine. Nervous. I always say like nervous and exciting. Excited is kind of pretty much the same sensation. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're fine. So why don't you tell people where you're from, where you're living now and what are you up to? Well, I'm from Malta and I live in the Netherlands. I've been here for a bit more than 10 years, 10 and a half years. Um, I came because I met a woman in England, fell in love, and after eight months I moved. And after four years, round about four years, the relationship ended and I found myself on the streets. Um, and then I decided to stay here because, as it were, I had just started to grow some roots and I wanted to know what it would be like for me to actually stay here and build my life uh, independently financially without running back home to the shelter of perhaps um, my own apartment, my mother. I just decided to stay for whatever reason it was at that time and I stayed. And that was 10 years, well, six years ago or 10 years ago. Get me some. I moved in 2009, January 2009, and in October 2012, I, uh, I moved out from my partner's house. And so I've been living independently alone without any family um, here since 2012. Mm. So been, uh, what's that been like? It's been challenging because when I first moved out, I had no funds. I had no money saved up. I didn't have a job. So, as I said, I, was on, I landed on the streets and I was lucky enough that my Dutch teacher at the time took me in without mm -hmm. even uh, consulting with her partner. And I stayed there for nearly three months and then I found my own apartment. But from that time till January 2014, I didn't have a job. Mm. And um, I had no income, a working income. I did have a government income because and then I had to apply for a government subsidy to be able to to live, to be able to maintain myself, to be able to find an apartment, you know, mm. but it was very little. Um, 
after spending about two and a half months with my friends, one fine morning, I woke up with this feeling of, listen, I have to get out of here. I have to go and find an apartment. I don't know where it came from. Now, of course, I know where it came from now in hindsight, wisdom and um, the nudge intuit intuition. I went to the first um, real estate um, office. I walked in. I said, um, I need an apartment. I don't have a job. I've been put on the street. Can you help me? And within a week, I was given an apartment. It was illegal at the time, but I found shelter. I found a place of my own. And it's not far from where I live now. It was a shed, an illegal shed. But it gave me the shelter that I needed for, for the time and the dark period that I was going through. It, it was very symbolic because the windows were very small and it was really dark. And I was feeling, mm. my soul was feeling, I was feeling dark and alone. It's like I, I, I couldn't believe that it had happened to me. But in that time, I started my journey of discovering who I am as an individual, what I could offer to the world, and how I could take responsibility for um, my life. And I remember that I just, during the time that I was working, all I did was listen to um, Wayne Dyer, Deepak, Louise Hay, Marianne, Marianne Williamson, Eckhart, I think, uh, Oprah, Thich Nhat Hanh, anybody who could give me um, answers or enlighten me, I listened to them. Mm. And in that time, even though I was going through a, um, I was mourning the loss, mourning the life that I had, I knew that out of that pain, something good was going to be born. Something good was happening to me. I always knew, even though I felt dark and sad, I always knew I was looking for the gift that I had been given. Well, not in the first six months, obviously, but mm. I, I didn't see the gift immediately. But I knew, I always had this knowing that I would discover in time what that gift would be. I'm, I'm uh, Maltese, I'm baptized and raised as a Catholic. So um, God was someone I referred to and someone I spoke to. And I remember looking up, I mean, you know, metaphorically looking up and asking, what, what the hell do you want from me? Why, why this, why, why has this happened to me? And ironically speaking, I knew, I knew that the relationship had to end. The relationship was toxic. We were hurting one another. But I didn't have the courage to do it. Mm. And the universe took care of it. So the universe will always find a way to help you out, even if it doesn't seem that way at the time. Because, I mean, when you find yourself on the streets, it doesn't seem helpful at all, but it was. And in hindsight, it is the best thing that ever happened to me. 
There is a gift in hardship. There is, there is a beautiful learning. It's, it truly is a gift. Anyway, one of the things that came to me was when I asked, well, teach. And I thought, teach? I must also mention that up until I was, I think, 30 or maybe a bit younger, I thought that I was stupid. I, I, um, the teaching style in my home, at my home in St. Joseph, run by, by nuns, it didn't suit me. I couldn't learn that way. So I, I grew up thinking I was stupid. So with, it was preposterous to me that the suggestion that I was getting from the universe was teach. How can I teach? I'm stupid. You know, and I wasn't, I wasn't 30 anymore. I was 46. But you can see what a belief yeah. does, how you can hold on to something that is, you know. So I, I thought, and then I asked again, and it, it, it came again. So I thought, there must be some truth in this. I have to look into it. And then I thought, okay, coaching. That sounds like a good idea. I have the life experience. Some people have told me that I'm wise beyond my age. People have come to me before for help. Uh, they opened up to me. They sought advice. So I thought, why not? But at the time, I thought once again, for you to be a coach, you have to have some kind of credential. You can't just go out there and coach. And I discounted, I really discounted the rich that my life had offered me and what I was able to offer to people just because I ended up on the street. Anyway, long story short, I did go to, and I spent three years studying neuro-linguistic programming, also known as NLP. And I had my first two pro bono clients. I never looked back. I'm, um, I started to coach and I started to enjoy watching people have insights and um, evolve. Um, and that's what I've been doing approximately since... Um, think 2015, but whilst I was receiving um, government subsidy, I was also offered a, um, the chance to get a diploma in um, taxi driving. You, you can't just go and drive a taxi. You have to get a diploma for that. And I was desperate for work. Um, I didn't want to live on a subsidy anymore because it was something like 800 euros a month and not even. And I was having to pay my bills, pay my rent, pay food. And I thought, uh, I need to get a job. It took me two years to find a job. And I got this diploma and I started working in 2014. So I started to try and um, build them both together. And actually, in fact, I'm still a taxi driver. Um, so that's what I'm, I'm doing. That's what I've done since 2012 up to this very date. As far as coaching is concerned, um, I decided to, I was struck. I've been struggling for a long time. I've had clients, I've helped people, 
but it doesn't it didn't seem to be taking the the direction the course that I would have liked. I was kind of attached to the idea that by now I would be um, self-reliant and um, uh, independent, which means I would be able to earn money from my own company. And it's not, it didn't turn out that way, you know? So there was a time when I was saying to myself, right, give this up, give up coaching, but I was so, so attached to the idea of my coaching business becoming successful, successful that I was just playing a mind game. I was just saying to myself, give it up in the hope that somehow it would turn around. Uh, like the old trick of giving up, like, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. not really. I was, yeah, I was really, I was really, I was so determined that the idea of giving, it, giving up would mean another's failure. But then... One fine day, it just happened. I gave up. Um, I gave up trying to flog a dead horse. I don't even know if that's the good metaphor for it or expression. Because it, you know. Um, so I am not actively looking to create my coaching business anymore. I'm not... Um, I haven't closed the door, which means if it happens to turn around, it's more than welcome. But um, I don't see my, I don't see it as a failure. But I've decided to. There was a point. I don't know how long. I think I spoke to you about this before. There's a point, and I, I said to myself, "Put this in the fuck it bin." see and allow the space to show you, to show me, not you, in this case, what can be born. I love love that because it's so easy to think of it as giving up coaching or giving up the idea of your own business when really when I look at it, it's giving up insisting on a particular way of this to turn out. And that letting go of trying to insist that this is the shape it should take. I think that's what opens the door for other ways to present themselves. In actual fact, I think what I did was let go. I I let go of of controlling to try to control the outcome, because I I do not have any control over how or if my business ever takes off. It it may not, and it may. And I, I'm not sure if I'm being completely sincere in in being open to the fact that it may not. I'll I'll make that public. I want to be honest about that. However, I'm more at peace. I'm more at ease with, I was stressing myself out. I was making myself miserable. I I had made that the be-all. I had made it the focus of, okay, without it, you are nothing. And in fact, with it, I am nothing in the sense for trying to strive for it makes me nothing. But without it, I am everything. And that's what I 
discovered that I'm still no less a person than I was before I ventured into into doing something. It it was like I was trying to um, uh, make myself worthy of being, of taking that space on this earth and on being here. And nobody needs that. I, I don't need that. You know, and that's, I think that's what, that's the learning I had in this. With or without, it makes a difference. Yeah, that's, that's so liberating, isn't it? Yes. And in fact, then I could, I, in fact, then I could let go. Yeah. Truly you can tire, let go. You can tire yourself, we can tower ourselves out, try and make it rain. You yeah. Know, around doing the rain dance, you know? Yeah. In fact, I lost some of my wrinkles then. <laughs> because it was really making me, um, at least that's what one person told me. You're looking better, your face is more, it doesn't seem so tired anymore. You know? It's exhausting to try and control what can't be controlled. And I think that I, I kind of want to, what I hear, what you've really come to see is that whatever the outcome is of that business like has nothing to do with you absolutely nothing you know and i think that as long as we think like oh you know i'm i'm worth more i'm worthy or i'm i'm this or i'm that if that thing fails or if that thing takes off the way i think it should that's when, when, when it's exhausting and when it's stressful and when there's pressure. Mm. The moment you see that ah, you're perfectly fine, no matter. We're okay, no matter what. Yeah. No, even though we're constantly fooled by the chatter in our minds and by ego, we're, we're, we're okay, no matter what. And what happened is when I took a step back, of um, leaving, of, of, of not pursuing the idea of building my business is that a friend, a common friend, sent me a personal message and she said, um, look, I know that you're taking a step back and that you might be giving up coaching. I said, but she said, I hope that you don't give up your idea of interviewing because I don't think you appreciate how good you are at it. And she said it, not I, but even as I say it, you know, and I still have, I still have a lot of passion for that, that I do so easily. I reach out, I invite people, they accept, even though they don't know know who I am from Adam, because who is this Diane? She's got no clout. She's got no, uh, she hasn't got a name. But people accept. So um, I decided to put my uh, love or my passion into interviewing people. And in fact, now I've decided to even start a podcast. And there's something I'd like to share with you. Pardon? I'm going to subscribe to that. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. And the podcast is called Permission to Be You. Yeah. And I'm going to quote something that I saw today. And it's called, whatever is good for you, for your soul, do that. 
And so I'm, I will announce this on Facebook later on. I'm still getting to know um, the mechanics and the logistics of building a podcast. I have a title. I know what I want to do. I, I, I'm really passionate about this being you. Um, I also have a blog spot, which is called BUTV. And that was born really also in a really roundabout way, I suppose, because I, I, just, I, I allowed that space to speak to me. One, one Saturday morning, I, or perhaps two days before, I, was, I received a uh, link to a TEDx talk, TEDx talk given by Cynthia, a Cynthia Thurlow. She's an expert on intermittent fasting and she's a, um, a functional nutritionist. And I listened to her and I thought, I want to do this. I want to get rid of my middle bulge. I want to get rid of my, um, my hot flushes. I want to sleep at night. I want to try this. And I've been at it for nearly four weeks now on Friday. And two days later, I woke up in the morning and I thought to myself, I want to write about this. I want to blog. And I just sat down. I started writing. And since then, I've, I've posted, I've, I've written about 10 pieces with different titles. It's being read. It, 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 the, the, the reader, the, the number of people who are reading is, is very small, but it's being read. People are reading. And um, the irony of it also is in this, this journey with my blog is, once again, listening to the nervous chatter, to the chatter in the brain. I had said that I would write every day. Then I found that I couldn't keep up with it. Mm. I had said that I would write about intermittent fasting, but it turned out again, not because I consciously intended to do it, to be a personal account of my life. As seen as my life intertwined with food, my relationship with food, my relation, my, what, all my daily occurrences and food and our misunderstandings of life. So that's being developed as well. And I just write, it just, now I, I, you know, I just got a title the other day, Why Diets Don't Work. I sat down on Thursday, I'm not pressuring myself into writing it in one day. I'm giving myself, I, I'm giving, I'm being compassionate. One, when I fall off the bandwagon, when I eat too much, uh, when I not eat sensibly. So, it's not only giving me the opportunity to write, it's giving me the opportunity to, to, to be compassionate, to not put pressure on myself, to do what I think people want me to do because that's what I said I would do. Um, and I'm happy with that. Now, I don't know when I'll write again, but I'm not going to put my pressure on myself to write again. I already have a title for another one. They're just coming to me. But isn't that funny how the moment you let go of that particular it's got to be this it's got to be this as soon as like the moment you step back it was almost like oh but they're the interviews 
And I remember the two of us speaking a while ago, and I remember you always saying, like, at the end of the day, I don't really care about coaching. What I care about is talking to people, having conversations. <laughs> and you said that to me like a long time ago. <laughs> you said and to see now how the moment you let go of the form you thought this should take, and all of a sudden you can see, oh, well, actually, you know, there's a different form it takes, and it takes that different form in an effortless manner. And the writing, and the moment there is no pressure on it, it's just effortless. I think I, I resisted that because I thought, another belief, eh, that the only way that I could have true impact on people would be through coaching. Now I know that when I give myself permission to be me, mm. it unconsciously gives others uh, the permission to be themselves. And I know this to be true because when I, I joined a, a course, an online course, and I was still new to the principles, and the one thing that came out of this, came out of it, was how the impact that I had on the other 18, 19 people that were in this group. And I got it from different people. Because you were yourself, we kind of thought, right, I don't know exactly how it turned out, but this had the same friend told it to me. And they, and they were really grateful. I mean, it was mentioned. So if that's the way I can impact people, so be it. We think we have to impact people or... or or contribute in one way. Again, you're attached to an idea. And to me, being yourself, when people do this, it is the beginning of sowing peace, not only with yourself, but in the world. So I th I'm really passionate about telling people, whatever you do, as messy as you are in the, in the moment, as, as bad as you feel you're being towards another person, first of all, there's, you always have the opportunity to start again and to apologize. And secondly, you don't have to make excuses. So trouble th that's what I want to bring to the world. Pardon? I think trouble often starts when we put a mask on. Did you ever hear that? I think Michael Neal is the one who explains that, that we're this diamond at the heart of it, the diamond. And then we grow up and, you know, we pick up all these beliefs and all these things and, and basically get thrown a load of shit. The and, diamond gets and, covered in poop. Yeah. Exactly. And so and that people don't smell the poop, we put on nail varnish. But exactly. the nail varnish starts to crack. Yeah. Yes, that's a really good analogy. It's a wonderful it's, it's the, the, as long as you try and cover, like, you know, as long as you try and hide the cracks, because you think, like, actually, if people get to see the real me, that's the poo bit, you know, then they won't like me and then has all these horrible consequences. The moment you basically say, well, you know what, stop that. 
<laughs> but that's when you can sense the diamond underneath of it all. And that's the moment other people can sense it too. True. And I, I love that. I love how, how you always come back to that. And that's so, so powerful. And I don't really care which way you share it as long as you keep sharing it. Mm. Yeah, and if, if, you don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to share one last thing about what, um, what else I'm going to do now because I decided to let the space show me what it is I can do in this world to contribute um, apart from my blog and the podcast. It, it, it's gone full circle because the first answer that I got was teach. Mm. And there are different ways that we can teach. And at one point, a friend of mine just kept popping up in my mind. And at first I thought, okay, I'll, I'll speak to him. And then he popped up again and I ignored it. And on the fifth time, Ian Jones just came into my head again. And I thought, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to see how he is. I'm going to just contact him. And um, I, I, I contacted him. I said, how's your home? How's your boyfriend? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, I'd love to hear from you. He said, well, I sold my home. I moved from England and I'm teaching in Spain, in Malaga. Oh. Teaching English. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is it. And I applied, I filled in the form, and I'm in the process of sending the form to take a CELTA, CELTA course, a Cambridge Diploma Certification, to teach English. So I'm going to be doing that as well. So that's what I've been doing with my life since 2012. And that's been my journey. And so far, it's been quite the roller coaster. And at times quite painful, but also very rewarding and very insightful into allowing, especially that part, allowing life to live me as opposed to trying to live life and really stamping my feet and becoming a petulant child for not getting what I want. Oh, I love that. Like throw a little tantrum. That's funny. That, mm. That's yeah. I love the I love the wisdom and all of that, and the ability to see the lesson or to see to remember that there is a lesson in in hardship, and to remember that even when you're in the middle of it, that's just worth. That's gold. Yeah, I, I, it was really uncanny. I just knew, even though I was feeling pain, there was a, there was a sense of knowing that I was going to be all right, that I was all right. It was, I didn't know how I, I felt that. I guess it was the universe coming through me, but I knew, even then, I knew. And the universe really has, really has its way of taking care of you because I, the 1st of October was the last day I, I stayed with my partner, my ex-partner. Two days later, I flew to Moscow. I was the co-president of, a, of an LGBTQI, whatever group now, and I had to go there as the president. 
in Moscow. So I mean, the you know the, the universe always takes care of us. Yeah. So where can people go find your blog, your interviews? Um, my interview. My I have a YouTube channel, which is Diane Schwerek. You can key in Diane Schwerek, and you should find me. And one of the one of the uh, series I created was "Living a Gentler Life." Is living a gentler life, and I've interviewed Bill Pettit, um, my goodness, Dick and Bettinger, uh, Linda, Linda, Linda Pransky. Um, and other people, and other, so and other not known people, but which are just as valid, sometimes even more. Not not, not taking any any credit from the wonderful teachers. Um, I have a blog spot, which is called I don't know it by heart, so I'm going to have to read it. Put it in the show notes anyway. So butv.blogspot com and um, my host uh, my podcast still to be launched permission to be you oh, I love that well thank you so much for coming this is thank you so much for I'll, I'll, having me I really really enjoyed this conversation I really enjoyed talking to you really thank you for the space that you you created for us well thanks so much and uh, yeah so we'll be in touch and people will find out about the podcast and all of that soon. So thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the passion business podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. So you won't miss the next one.